Be'ezes Hashem Yisbarech. We will continue what we are learning. The holy letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12. With the Shir is L'schus, Refush Aleimah for Hinda Bastava Rachel. Who we are learning this holy letter of Maisa Tzedakah Shalom, the act of charity, this peace and the inner work, the inner pushing yourself, obsession, with Tzedakah, with compassion, is a never-ending and everlasting tranquility. And we are going very deep into the difference between peace and tranquility and the difference between obsession and activity and the difference between a never-ending silent tranquility and a regular peace. And over here today, we're going to go very deep into this idea in the most mesmerizing way to see the tremendous depth, the radical revolution that the Holy Balatanya brings in this letter to see this idea, the enormity of compassion, to recognize that to touch compassion, true compassion, for even one moment in your life, to see the glimmer, a glimpse into what compassion looks like. To understand this enormous idea that he says in this letter. That, that peace means to make peace with my love energy and my feeling energy. The empty, judgmental, feeling energy that I have in my system. When I make peace with those two energies... That is the beginning of peace. And that, when you make peace between those energies, you create something that's called compassion. And he, over here in the letter, he says it's called tferes, it's called beauty, majesty, majestic, magnificence. And he says, because in that energy that you unleash in the core of your heart, you unleash multiple colors, you unleash an energy that is the name of Yudke Vovke. It's a name that we cannot pronounce now, only when Mashiach will come, will we see the energy of Yudke Vovke. Will we see the deep, profound, nuclear energy 
that comes out with the fusion of opposites. When there is a peace between opposites, the name Yudke Vovke, this name of beauty, which is the name of God. And every time it says the name Avaya, Yudke Vovke, which we pronounce today as Avaya, which means to create. Every time we announce the name of creation, we are talking about the name of compassion. And so when we say creation, we mean compassion. When we, may, when we say compassion, we mean creation. And when we say peace, we mean to make peace between two energies in my heart. And to understand the enormity of this, we're going to go very deep in today to this concept. And to see it for one moment, just to have a glimmer in your mind, the concept is very, very deep. It's one of the most deepest, mysterious secrets in the entire Kabbalah, the entire Hasidic philosophy. It's amuk, amuk ma'oid mi'im tz'enat, It's brought down that it is one of the deepest, most profoundest secrets of all of humanity. This secret mystery of the creation of the world. To be able to see for a second what does it mean? The reason for all the reason is because God wanted you to touch one time in your life the true compassion. Because he created the world for compassion. And what does that mean? We're learning so many shiurim. But the essence of compassion, and to see that, to see this infinite energy of compassion, where he says in the fusion of chesed and gvura, in the fusion of your right side and your left side, deep inside the core of your heart comes out. And your right side of your heart is your heart and your left side of your heart is your heart. But deep inside your heart, there's an energy that's coming from your lungs. There's an energy that's beyond organs. It's beyond time. It's beyond space. It's an energy that represents the core of who you are. And this is called an, a glimpse into infinity, a glimpse into something that's undefinable, unimaginable, undescribable, illimitable. We say, God, God, God. In the messianic era, his name will be one and he will be one. He will be one with his name. Up until today, we say Shema Yisrael, we close our eyes, we don't know what we're saying. We say God is one, and we open up our eyes, and then we say silently, your kingdom lives on forever. The name, blessed be the name of your kingdom, but we say it silently, because it's still very silent. We don't have a glimpse, even into God's name. We have a tiny glimpse into that in Shabbos. 
What does it mean to have a glimpse into the name of God, just to the name of his glorious kingdom? Explain the holy Kabbalistic masters that if you want insight into his name, if you want insight into God's essence, look for the name of infinity. Look for the core of your heart. Don't look at the right side of your heart and don't look at the left side of your heart. Look at the fusion of the two in the moment that they really meet each other. In that moment as the core of infinity is born, in that moment the core of the God is revealed in this world. And this is the most enormous secret the whole entire Torah to discover Shem Avaya, to discover the name of God, the name Yud Kei the highest name that we have of God, to discover it in your life, to see it one moment in your life, to see this word we say compassion, Yud Kei what does it really mean? What does it really symbolize? What does it mean that this releases and unleashes an infinity that's indescribable? And for that, we need to go very deep into the story of our history and to see it in an unimaginable way. which is to see that when I say that I am a Jew, and the Gemara says that a Jew is a Baishan or Rachaman and a Goy Melchesed, he is somebody who has shame, and he's somebody that has compassion, and he's somebody that gives kindness. And then we say, We don't stop for a minute. Whole entire Torah. My grandfather Avram, my grandfather Yitzchak, and my grandfather Yaakov. To understand this enormity that the whole entire Torah Never stops. The Torah is like Abraham, like Yitzchak, like Yaakov. The Tefillah is like Abraham, like Yitzchak, like Yaakov. And the Midas Chasodim are like Abraham, like Yitzchak, like Yaakov. Do you understand that whether you're a man or a woman on the right side, when you say the right side, you mean Avram Avinu, which is Midas Chasodim? When you say the left side, you mean tefillah, you mean prayer. You're always talking about Yitzchak. And when you say Racham, and when you say Tferes, when you say the middle, the core of my heart, whether I'm a man or a woman, you're talking about Yaakov, which is the Koyach which is the story of our lives. You understand that you can't get away, you can't separate yourself from Yaakov Avinu. Because the core of a man and a woman is the core of their heart, the core of their 
soul, the core of who they are, is Yaakov, is Yisrael, is Rachamim, is compassion. But why is it so vital for me to have a right side and a left side and a middle side? What does this mean? And after all this shurim, we could start to have a glimpse into this enormous secret of heaven. That Avraham Avinu, as we said in the past, many shurim, he was kindness, he was love. And Yitzchak, he was feeling, he was prayer. Yitzchak was the left side of the heart. Yitzchak was making Avraham Avinu's love real. Avraham Avinu made Geirim. Nothing happened to those Geirim. Avraham Avinu had Yishmol when he married Hagar. Nothing ever is left from Yishmol. But Avraham's love becoming real was because Yitzchak was created from Avraham. Yitzchak is the real, making this love real. But Yitzchak was internalization. He took that love and he made it qualitative. He made it real. He prayed to God all the time. And he was a true sacrifice for God. And he was feeling energy all the time, feeling God. Pachad Yitzchak, he was empty. Empty with tremendous feeling. You have to understand the difference between right side of the heart and the left side of the heart in order to understand the majesty and the mesmerizing energy of compassion. You must understand to see the panoramic view of all the shiur. Yitzchak is feeling energy, which means pachad Yitzchak, which means it's a pachad, it's a fear, it's a goosebump. It's, it's to shudder. You shudder with the left side of your heart, you don't shudder with the right side of your heart. You shudder from emptiness, you shudder from a lack from a void, you shudder when you feel you have nothing. You have to understand that Yitzchak was a birth of Avram. Yitzchak was the left side of the heart. The left side of the heart is receiving, receiving. When my left side of my heart, whether I'm a man or a woman, I'm receiving your love. I'm in a state of receiver. I'm in a state of being mesmerized. Something is affecting me. If I see something that puts me in awe, I'm thunderstruck. But I'm thunderstruck with the left side of my heart because my left side is empty. It's able to accept that. I'm able to feel. Every fiber of my being is able to shake with feeling. When I'm fervent, when I have fire in my system, when, I wanna, when I'm yearning for something, I'm not yearning with the right side of my heart. With the right side of my heart, I'm loving, I'm giving. But to yearn means you can also lust. You love to give love. But to lust after something, where does that come from? Is lust the right side or it's the left side? Lust is the left side. And this is the beginning of understanding of all wisdom. That Yitzchak Avinu, is made real through Rivka. Now Rivka gives birth to two children. She has twins inside her. One is Esav, who represents Chava, and one is Yaakov, who represents the birth of a heart that feels. There's a heart that gives, that's Avram, and there's a heart that feels, that's Yitzchak. And now when we have Avram on one side and Yitzchak on the other side, we have two sides of the heart. 
And now Yitzchak gives birth to Esav and Yaakov. And there's two parts of every person's heart. The left side of the heart is the creation of lust, of wanting something for the sake of filling the void. Before I have anyone in my life, I have my left side of my heart. It's feeling. And you take feeling alone. Feeling is a sense of self. When I'm giving, if I'm just in a state of right side, I'm giving, I don't feel myself. It's not about me. But even if it's about me, it's about me expressing myself. It's not about me taking anything from you, about being selfish. It's not being me being a receiver. And if you remember, we explained that Chava and Adam were supposed to be soul and body. They were supposed to be a marriage made in heaven. But the Nochash, the the animal who was primarily body, who was primarily receiver, went to Chava and saw that Chava was the mirror image of God and tried to seduce Chava and told her to eat from this fruit. And the fruit opened up her eyes to see her own feminine beauty, the beauty of, of lust, of feeling, of the body, of to receive. And she went and tried to tempt Avram with that. And the rest is history. And now we have to understand how this fix happens. Rivka gives birth to two children. One is Esav, he represents Yitzchak in the core, the full feeling, the first level of feeling, which is selfishness. I feel because I lust, I want, I'm empty and I need. And I feel all the time, self-pity, I want you to give me. What can I get out of you? And I'm a receiver. And if I'm a receiver, I want to receive from all of you. I want to receive your attention. And both men and women have this left side, tremendous left side, where I want to get your attention. I want to get you to give me. And that is Esau being born. Esau is this tremendous feeling energy of passion. And Yaakov then is born. And Rivka finds out, she goes to God, what is these two energies in me? One is feeling that wants, that feels the emptiness and it wants immorality. And one is feeling the emptiness and it wants spirituality. And he says, don't worry, God tells Rivka through the prophet or directly through prophecy. You have two children inside you, they will both be kings. But the younger one will be greater. And she understands that the goal over here is that Yaakov can only become great when he conquers Esau. That both children are the purpose. To lust is the purpose. And then to feel someone's suffering is the purpose. And you must battle between the two and make peace between them until you transform them. And over here we come to something very magical. Rivka is the one who discovers that the Esav is also the purpose, but in a different way. Rivka is the one who discovers. There's one child is born as Esav and he's destined for Leah. And there's one child is born, his name is Yaakov, and he's destined for Rachel. But they both come from me. Rivka. That means I'm making Yitzchak's gvura, making the left side real. So she tells Esau to put on the clothing because Esau is really about the clothing, the feminine clothing. 
the clothing of the world. And with that, to get the blessings. And at that moment, Yaakov adopted the lust energy. He's going to do battle with the lust. He's going to do battle with the confusion, with the trapment of the feminine form. The trapment of being a poor man, of emptiness, of receiving. What can I receive? What can I get? We all have a left side if we're a man or a woman. The left side is what can I get? How can I be a receiver? And that's why when Leah fools Yaakov, and then he wakes up in the morning and he realizes, how could you do this to me? And she tells him, I had a good teacher, somebody who stole the blessings. She won the first argument, not because every woman wins the first argument with her husband, but she won the first argument because she told him, the minute you stole those blessings, dressed up like my destined spouse, you became my spouse. And Yaakov struggles with Rachel, with Leah. And he gives birth to Yehuda. And only later on does he finally do battle with Esau and the Malach of Esau. And then Yisrael is born. Yisrael is not born from a Yaakov. Yitzchak doesn't just create magically Yaakov. Yitzchak doesn't just magically create compassion. Lust and feeling don't magically create compassion. It's a tremendous battle of inner obsession. With my selfishness, I want to I want to get married for myself. And it's a, it's a battle that we all do. We all struggle between our right side and our left side. Because our left side is the birth of the evil inclination. My emptiness, when taken to the extreme, says I want to satisfy every lust. And I want to satisfy every addiction. I should feel empty for God. We have two sides of our left side of the heart. The left side, that's ace of energy. That's Leia energy, that's crying, that's frustrated in this world. And my right side and my left side have to do battle. And my left side of its energy, it's alone, has to do battle. Where I feel I'm better than, I need to get from, if I have a left side and I'm a wealthy man, or if I have a left side and I'm a wealthy woman, I want to hold the money for myself. I think I'm better than you. And I want to exercise my left side, feel every lust in the world. Why should I give you? Why should I feel your suffering? And Yaakov goes through 22 years. He works first for Rachel. And then he gets conned out. You don't get Rachel. You don't get married and you manage. You, 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 you think you get married and you live in a magical space in paradise? That didn't work on day one. Adam Achava. There's no paradise in this world. Because Yaakov Leisha Bishalva, there's no paradise in this world. Paradise is born in your own marriage. Where Leah becomes your Rachel. You understand what Yaakov went through to fix Aesop, to struggle with his addictions, with peer pressure, with anxiety, with all types of trauma, parents and siblings. And then to conquer that left side. And only after he conquers Aesop energy, he conquers him by night, he conquers Aesop energy, only after he marries Leah. And Leah frustrates him and he hates Leah. I thought I was marrying Rachel. Every woman thinks she's marrying Yisrael and she finds out it's Yaakov. And every man thinks he's marrying Rachel and he finds out it's Leah. And they frustrate you to the core. And the woman keeps on telling you, I don't feel your love. And get to know me better. Narrow yourself down more. Which means right side and left side have to make peace. And it starts in your own life every single day. 
You struggle between your right side and your left side. Your left side wants to, it feels, it wants to lust after. But it's all about feeling the next person. Feeling the poor man, feeling your children, feeling your spouse, whether you're a man or a woman. First, you have to do battle with your addictions. And then you have to do battle, you have to understand the gift of the left side. To feel with your left side. And then after after Yaakov marries Leah, only then could he marry Rachel. Only after he beats the Malach of Esav. Only after he has a new name called Yisrael. Only later on will Yisrael be born and Yisrael will give birth to Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef HaTzadik is the owner of the world. Yosef is the child that's born, but Yosef could have never been born first. And even Yosef, he's a betrayal with the brothers and fighting. And who's going to be for who? Who's going to be the king? But Yosef wasn't born from Rachel on day one. Yosef is a product of Yaakov making peace with his Yaakov and Yisrael, with Esau and Leah, with him conquering all the energies, where the left side becomes the giver. My feeling is not meant to take what I can lust after, what I can take. My feeling is meant to give. So if I'm married to a woman and I'm just giving her love and she's happy with it, then it's not good for anyone. But if I'm married to a woman, I'm giving her love and she says, I don't feel your love. And I get in touch with your left side, narrow yourself down to me, make me feel like I'm different. Don't just give me the same energy. Get to know me. And now you feel with your left side, you struggle. And Rachel becomes Leah. And you narrow yourself down. Now you start to give with your left side. So you made peace with your left side. Your left side is no more a receiver. It's no more silent. It's no more quiet. You're giving out from your right side through your left side because you're feeling your wife. You're narrowing yourself down all the time. And in that space, compassion is born. You make peace between your two sides. So the core of who you are came out. And now you discover you're here for your wife. She's not here for you. And in that space, your intimacy is a real deep, profound intimacy because you know her. You understand her. You see the world through her glasses. And when you narrow yourself down so deep into her, then you get to know her. Then you activate her left side. And her left side is no more there to receive from you, for you to make her into a receiver. Where now she's giving from her left side, which is the deepest, most profoundest feeling intimacy that could possibly be. Because she represents the left side. She represents feeling energy. The feeling of feeling. And in that space, you have the love of the love. The highest form of love that's trapped that you don't even know about. That your left side forced you to get in touch with, to bring it down. And now you brought it to her. And this is the secret of the whole entire world. To see Yosef HaTzadik in his wholesomeness. To see the beauty of compassion. When you look at Yosef HaTzadik, you're looking at the gift of compassion. You're looking at Yudke Vovke in the world. You're looking at the revelation of masculine energy. A masculine energy that was born through the feminine. Born through the tremendous struggle with humanity. The tremendous ownership of compassion. It wasn't born from Rachel. It wasn't born from Yisrael. It was born from a Yisrael that was born out of fighting with Esau. The name of Yisrael was born after the fight. The tremendous fight with the left side. And then the name Yisrael was born. And each me and you, B'nai Yisrael. We have the gift of compassion. We can become selfless as opposed to selfish. Yaakov means to supplant, to run after, to hold on to, to be a receiver. 
And that's the first level of Yitzchak. The first level of Rivka looks at her first child, Yaakov. You're a receiver. You're holding on to your brother's heel. You're a receiver. You're a supplanter. You're a hack. You're copying. If you're just in touch with your right side, if you're just in touch with your left side, you're a hack. You're a Yaakov. You're an Akev. There's a beauty in it, but you're just running after. But for Yaakov to do battle with Esav, for Yaakov to own Leah, to own her means to take the own to say this, you're mine. I took your brachas. I need you. You're going to frustrate me to the core and I'm going to love you unconditionally. Then Yisrael is born. Then you can go on and marry Rachel. And they had it then to amplify our life, the Kabbalistic masters explain. But we have this, each and every one of us, you got to get in touch with your right side, whether you're a man or a woman, get in touch with your left side. And then they have to make peace. But not just peace, the hashkid vabet radoilam, they have to be, your left side has to become your right side. Avoid this at tzedakah is not where you make peace between man and woman. It means that the woman becomes the man. She's giving to her husband. And if the man understands he's nothing without his wife, then she can give him. Then he can activate the left of the left, which means that her feeling of the feeling, she's giving to him all the time. And then he gets in touch with a deeper energy that he never knew possible, which is known as Chachmastima, which is known as the love of the loves. If you can narrow yourself down so deeply that your wife is everything and you're nothing, then you have touched a love that's hovering. You have touched Israel energy. You have touched compassion. You have touched God energy. And in that space, God is revealed. The energy of God, the Rachmanis, the real Rachamim is revealed. And you see it in Yosef Atzadik, king of the world for 80 years. Own the whole entire land. How does that energy have that? How does that miracle happen? That's a tremendous extrapolation of many years of suffering. After everything he said and done with his brother, and he he wants to live for good peace. No, 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 no. That's not the way it works. Your marriage will get deeper. Your relationship with the poor man will get deeper. You have to become selfless with your left side. You have to feel everyone's suffering. You have to be highly intuitive. What do you think the Jewish nation is going to look like? What do you think the Messianic era is? What do you think the third base Amigdash is? Every day, Yerushalayim, base Mikdashka, every day, every moment, every prayer. Yerushalayim, we're waiting for this third base Amigdash. It's going to be a hybrid of Avram and Yitzchak. First base Amigdash, Avram, second Yitzchak. Third base Amigdash is the mixture of a building that's down here and then a building that's 1.5 billion square feet. That's coming down from heaven. A building that represents Yosef Atzadik, represents Yaakov. It's two levels, Rachel and Leah. Body and soul. Where left side becomes something much greater than you imagine. Where husband and wife become equal. Body and soul become equal. God and the Jewish people become equal. Where we tap into an energy where even though we're different, we feel each other intuitively. 15 million Jewish people in one unit. That's Avoid the Satsadaka. That's the gift that we have now. To tap into that now, no matter what you're doing. To make peace with your left side, that your left side is your giver in your own heart. And then when you look at everybody around you, or your left side, your children, they're not here for you. You're here for them. Your wife's not here for you. You're here for her. And that means your left side is not receiving, your left side is giving. And on that side, you activate everyone's left side. Your children become the givers to you. Your wife and your spouse, whoever it is, man or woman, becomes your giver. And in that sense, God says, you're my giver. And therefore, he gives you from most profound space. Like he says in this letter. The deepest, most profoundest 
compassion of God. He rains down on such a home, such a man, such a woman, somebody who's in touch with compassion. This is the enormous secret of this letter. To touch it one time in your life is the most magical thing in the world because you're ushering in the messianic era now.